Welcome to Beyond the Square, the podcast brought to you from the Centre for Physical Education, Sport and Activity at Kingston University. My name's Declan and I'm joined by my colleagues Greg and Alex. And this podcast is simply going to introduce you to the theme of our first series. So what we hope to do is throughout each series is explore a theme. And each episode will look at that theme much more deeply. And hopefully, through listening, it will enable you to make sense of your square and hopefully help you move beyond that. So to introduce our first series theme, I'm going to hand over to my colleague Alex, who's going to introduce it by way of a story. And the story begins with a couple of scientists who place five monkeys in a cage together with a ladder and a bunch of bananas placed at the top of that ladder. Very soon, one of the monkeys is hungry and tries to climb the ladder in order to grab the bananas. However, as soon as it attempts to do so, the scientists spray all the remaining monkeys with cold water. Of course, they become terrified and consequently immediately attack any monkey that tries to go up the ladder. This horrific behaviour ultimately results in no monkey attempting to climb the ladder. Time passes and after a while, the scientists stop spraying the monkeys with cold water and replace one of them with a new monkey. The new monkey grows hungry and tries to climb the ladder, but as soon as it does so, all the remaining monkeys rush forward and attack it. The new monkey never gets up the ladder and learns if it tries to climb, it will be assaulted. The process continues and the scientists replace yet another monkey. The same thing happens. The second monkey tries to get the bananas by climbing up the ladder and the rest of the monkeys spring forward and attack it. However, this time round, the first new monkey participates in the attack. So it continues and the scientists replace one monkey after another. Every time this happens, the newcomer tries to climb the ladder and is attacked by the other monkeys. After some time has passed, the cage contains five new monkeys. The astonishing thing is that none of these monkeys tries to climb the ladder, despite the fact that none of them has ever been sprayed with water. The question this raises is why does this happen? The answer is because this is the way we've always done things around here. Thanks, Alex. So the theme for the first series is what shapes our practice. And by way of introduction, we're just going to go over some of the things that may contribute to your pra practice, uh, knowingly or unknowingly. So uh, I'm just going to put it out there to my colleagues. What, what do you think the key factors are that would shape yours or practitioners' practice generally? Well... Mine's always the purpose of physical education. Um, whatever we define as the purpose then shapes our practice. Um, and we can either be explicit with that purpose or implicit with that purpose. And then we will be working towards an end goal. And Declan, what do you think? Yeah, I think I agree with you, Alex. I think you've got to start with your end goal in mind. And certainly mine's been to enable young people to be physically active for life. So that's very difficult, obviously, to assess in a school situation because you will never know that by the time they finish school. But ideally, my goal would be to try and enable people to be more physically active. Yeah, I'd just like to pick up on that theme, Alex. I think um, if we play that through in very real terms, it strikes me that if we perceive the purpose to be to do with health activity and fitness and exercise and sitting within that domain, then the sign of good practice is that the children are getting a lot of exercise and are getting fitter 
And of course, that's going to shape what the young people might experience to start their lessons. It might experience how they it might shape their experience of how they're assessed, um, and uh, it would absolutely permeate practice experience and also, by its very nature, therefore, define ability. Declan, would you throw any others into the mix? From looking at teacher education, I think you know lots of students that we have come through, their, their actual uh, experiences shape through what they've experienced themselves. Mm -hmm. So in effect they perpetuate you know, what experience they've had is because they see that as good practice. So therefore they become clones of potentially their you know, favourite physical education teacher. Uh, and potentially you, know, you read lots of applications that will say that they want to be like their PE teacher who is a great role model for them. Mm -hmm. So essentially what we have is, is experience then therefore shaping practice because those people, children, become adults and then they want to become teachers and then that therefore is, is shaping the future practice. So we almost have a you know, perpetuation of what they've experienced without necessarily questioning deeply why they are perpetuating that experience for younger children. Yeah, good point. And um, Alex, how impactful do you think policy and policy makers might be in shaping what actually happens day in, day out on fields and in gyms and in sports halls? I think policy and policy makers within this country have a huge impact on what we're doing. I mean, if you compare um, the current national curriculum document uh, with its focus on competitive sport and the previous uh, incarnation of that, uh, which was sport for all, it, it then those narratives um, are expressed in the media, those narratives are sent to parents, those narratives are sent to head teachers, and then, of course, those narratives filter into the PE department about when they're having to make decisions about what they put in their curriculum and how they shape their curriculum. Yes, and uh, I think if we're talking about the uh, discourse and narrative creeping into the public domain and the public conscience through the media, then we probably can't divorce it with high-end performance sport, uh, which really culminates in mega events. Um, and of course, in recent times, related to shaping national curriculum um, was probably London 2012. Um, and lots of the uh, assumptions, if that's the right word, that are made on how they impact. And we were having a conversation the other day on how there's there's not a mega event, be it a World Championships or an Olympic Games these days, that is not accompanied by curriculum material to, quote, unquote, harness the power of sport in the educational domain. And so we'll explore what that relationship is in a future episode. Declan, is there anything else that you think shapes practice that we might have missed out? Well, I, I certainly think the history of our subject undoubtedly will shape our practice as well. Um, and if we think of David Kirk's work, in PE Futures, talks about continuity and discontinuity, which always brings me back to um, Bob Marley. If you don't know your history, you don't know where you're coming from. Yeah, and um, of course, lots of the themes that we're going to be exploring are both standalone. We could go deep into an analysis of policy policy makers and practice and we can also look between those factors 
so that uh, policy is very much related to and born out of what are perceived uh, purposes of PE. The purpose in itself could come through the history, the relationship between mega events and what happens in schools is uh, also probably born out of uh, perceptions around purpose. So very interrelated and we look forward to exploring those themes in more detail as we progress through the episode. So thanks very much for listening. We're CPSA. And keep going beyond the square. <laughs>